the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. Bet $100 at WinBet and get a $100 free bet. Head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash WinBet. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash W-Y-N-N-B-E-T to claim your free bet today. We're also brought to you by the SGPN Merch Store. Use code NFCBEAST to get 15% off and it is active until the Eagles or the Giants, probably going to be the Eagles, lose their next game. Yes, sir. We are back with another edition of the NBA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. You know, you see me, you hear me. We're live right now. If you're not catching us on YouTube, on Twitter, we are live right now. If you're listening to this in a playback on podcast form, guess what? We went live. You can catch us live next time. Other than that, it's the voice. It's the guy. You know who I am. Really real. Villain real. Terrell Furman Jr. at your service. And I got my guy, Scott Studio Reichel. Scott, what's going on? Nothing much. I've had a pretty... Pretty interesting start to the NBA season. Uh, I believe I'm definitely up. The only problem is I haven't hit a lock yet. I've just hit a bunch of dogs, but I've yet to hit a lock. Uh, I hit the Tatum double-double on the opening night at like plus 255. I know the last episode on Friday with Munaf, I hit Trey Young double-double at plus 195. So I'm hitting a decent amount of plus money dogs. The issue Mm -hmm. is my locks for some reason just haven't been working out. And hopefully that ends today. So let's keep it rolling. Yeah, absolutely. It's kind of giving back to WNBA where it was just like the beginning of the season. We couldn't hit a lock to save our life. Oh, that was life, for a week and a half. We were just only yeah. hitting dogs and no locks yeah, at just all. Dogs. We were up anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. So, I mean, hey, you're up, you're up. It, it doesn't matter how you get it. You're up, you're up. So, I'm with it. I got my uh, DK5 shirt on. Shout out to South Carolina for getting the dub versus Texas A&M at home. Plus 130. Let's go. Gave out a 27-1 parlay on college football. And Sunday, the Giants and the Jets get another win. Mm-hmm. We're A. Hey, who who would have thought? Who, who would have thought? Look at us. Look at us. Who would have thought? Not me. Yeah, not, not me. me. Yeah. Not me. Because we're here. The Giants and the Jets are on a crash course for the Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, we're just, I'm just talking, trying to let people get a chance to get in here while we get ready to get this started. But – it's a great time to be a fan of, I wouldn't say all New York sports, but football, we're holding down. Football's holding it down. Yeah, one of my teams died yesterday. So you know, that, was a, that was a separate story. But uh, yeah, it is what it is. Uh, the Astros are pretty good at baseball. And I'm sure Munaf uh, was celebrating pretty hard last night. That's why he's not here. <laughs> yeah, he's he's definitely uh, folded over trying to hurl up all the alcohol or the, the turn up that he had the night before. We're going to hold it down on a Monday. Me and Scott, look, we've got a pretty solid straight. Before we get to that, got to talk to you about WinBet. And make sure you join WinBet because new customers can get a $100 free bet just by betting $100. And you could join the WinBet's Biggest Winners Club. I've seen some people throwing out parlays out there, and they were hitting these crazy parlays. But they didn't do it on WinBet. You got to do it on WinBet so you can get a thousand dollar free bet if you hit the biggest parlay truly for the degens they have the build your own bet feature they have the win casino all of that so much to choose from just head over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash win bet at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash w-y-n-n-b-e-t to claim your free bet today 
All subject change, terms, conditions at winbet.com. Must be 21 older and present in the state where play-through winbet is available. If you or someone you know has a game problem, call 1-800-522-4700. All right. Before we get into the slate, I mean, I feel like I have to – I don't know. It's a lot that happened. It's a lot that happened over the weekend. The Jazz are good. I was going to say, because I'm not sure how long you want to go into an actual weekend recap, but we got to talk about some of the stuff. Yeah. I mean, the Jazz are good. So, check. Um, And I'm going to just back the Jazz whenever they're big dogs. Like, this is a complete – this is a complete – 180 from what we were doing last year, fading them as big favorites. We're just going to back them as huge dogs because it's they, also not, they it's not the even just it's not even just the fact they're winning. It's the fact that they're actually extremely entertaining. Yeah, absolutely. They're a fun team to watch, and they're going to keep getting a low number. They're going to mm-hmm. keep getting a low number. So back the Jazz as huge dogs. Cool. Check. Uh, what the fuck did Russ do? Don't know what he did. I, I feel like I, that's where we should start because that game was yesterday. I I I just. I can't. I, I. I don't. I don't have any words. I don't have any words. I. <laughs> it's hilarious because it was like direct correlation to them losing the game. And if you didn't know, let me go ahead and explain it for you. If you haven't seen it and you're under a rock, just go on to Twitter, Instagram. I mean, anywhere you could really just type it in Google and you'll. Well, find first it of all. He went 0 for 11 against the Clippers. Let's start there. Yeah, yeah, 0 for 11 against the Clippers. So 0 for 11 against the Clippers, two points. It was really bad. But the crazy thing was what happened on Sunday when they played the Trailblazers, and they were up one. Trailblazers just hit a a shot and brought it down to one. 30 seconds left. He's bringing the ball up court, and instead of running clock, he said he was trying to get a two-for run, so he did a quick shot. Brick the hell out the shot, mm-hmm. and then it's and then the Trailblazers come back and hit the game winner. Bron misses the the potential game winner on the other win. Lakers lose. Yeah, there were a couple of baskets in between, but the point is they were up one. They could have killed another fifteen seconds off the clock or so, and instead Westbrook just sprinted down court and took a quick shot while his team was winning in the final thirty seconds. That's basically what happened. Mm-hmm. Then after that, a bunch of hijinks ensued. Lillard hit a big three. Uh, LeBron got a free dunk. Then Jeremy Grant had a game-winning layup, and LeBron missed the mid-range. But I believe the Lakers were up seven with about a minute and a half to go and then blew the game. If I'm being honest, I had a personal play on a Lillard 25-plus points and Trailblazers money line at like plus 240, plus 250. So that ended up cashing for me. Probably shouldn't have. Crazy way to cash that. No, It was a crazy way to cash cash that, that, but I'll take that. But either way... As the, gambling, as the gambling gods giveth, they also take it away. Amen. But my question for you is where exactly should the Lakers go from here? Because I said during the preseason, one of the uh, podcasts we had, I think Westbrook's on the team for about 15 games. And then the Lakers tell him to take a hike. Are we approaching that territory? Because it feels that way. I think if they make a move for somebody else, they probably get there. I think that they can't, like, out of necessity for just players, <laughs> they really can't do anything about Russ right now. But You're it's saying, like, just based on how this is going, is there a chance they just send him home? Yeah, yeah, no. I mean, it could be. It really I said could 15 be. Fifteen games. I'm just saying we're we're approaching that territory where. Yeah, no. Yeah, we're three games in, and he already looks like really, really bad. And he had a solid game the first game, and then it's just been downhill from there. I mean. I don't know, man. I just – if you looked at LeBron and AD's face when he shot that, they were kind of confused. Like, I mean, I don't know. I wouldn't they have shot also that. Be- they also benched him on the final possession. 
Yeah, and it's like, and for a good reason because the yeah. what they thought was going to be one of the final possessions, he went and took a shot with thirty seconds left when he could have ran clock. They could have went got a better shot. They could have ran a play. They could have did anything. Mm-hmm. Like you know, and I think it's, I think that the ideal situation for us is for him to go to a team where he can be the guy and they can build around him and be, and they could po- potentially be a playoff team if he's the guy. But the issue here with AD and LeBron is that Russ is not the alpha. He's not even the beta. So it's like you in that situation, you don't take that shot. And he doesn't, he's, he doesn't realize that like you don't take that shot anymore. That that's reserved for Anthony Davis. And if it's not Anthony Davis, then it's Bron. You don't take that shot anymore. Like, you don't decide if we win or lose this game. Mm. And so it'll be interesting to see what they do. I really don't know what they do. I think the only way they can get a trade. I mean. Only way they can get a trade is somebody says that, hey, we want to tank and we want to make sure we get Victor or Scoot. So we're going to trade for for Westbrook. Mm, Yeah, pretty much. It's really bad. But uh, on a separate note in that game, by the way, Lillard's incredible. He's back. Yeah, he's yeah, Lillard's back. He's 100% back. Uh, we also got to talk briefly about the other Ofer team right now, the more shocking Ofer team. Uh, you had a team that lost to the Spurs on a back-to-back. That was disgusting. Uh, that was the 76ers. We got we got to talk about it briefly. I know that they're playing against Indiana today, so we could have potentially broken it down. No, we'll, later no. So on, we'll we'll actually but, use that to transition into yeah. this game. And so Indiana Pacers is going to play the Philadelphia 76ers minus 12 and a half for the 76ers. 230 and a half is the total. We got to break down how the season's going so far, though, before we actually get into the game. Yeah, no, for, no, for sure. Uh, well, go ahead and talk about it while I pull up the injury report. So the Sixers had a couple of difficult opponents to start the year. They played at Boston uh, during uh, Bill Russell tribute night, so emotions are pretty high there. Game was competitive for about a half, maybe a, a, uh, maybe a two, two and a half quarters, and then the Celtics went on a run and they blew the game open. Then you had a very competitive game with the Sixers and the Bucks in the first home game for Philly of the season. Uh, Middleton didn't play, and it ended up not mattering as the Sixers blew a lead late, and Milwaukee won. Then you figured, okay, you know, you lost to probably the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. I know Milwaukee was a bit compromised, but still, you figured they're playing against the Spurs on a back back to back for San Antonio. Philly had some days off to rest in Philly, and you lost outright to the Spurs. You didn't even lose. You were down a decent portion of that game. It was really embarrassing. Embiid went for 40, which he should do against the Spurs. But the Sixers just looked dead in the fourth quarter. Pirtle was out hustling Embiid, got a bunch of offensive rebounds in the fourth quarter. The Spurs shot the ball well. But... Anything else you want to add there? Because it just seems to me like Doc is not reaching these guys, and I thought that they should have gotten rid of him during the offseason. It seems like the players have kind of gotten tired of the stale message. Is that yeah, your no. takeaway, too? Because it feels that way. No, so it, it definitely does feel that way, and I think that it one of the reasonings or, you know, unfortunate thing about their success is how they play the ball. And you can't sit here and play ISO ball the whole game and think that you're going to beat a lot of teams. Honestly, like if if you come up with a team that can defend one on one and they can eliminate one of your two ISO players and you're playing ISO ball the whole time with limited kickouts, then I mean, 
you're not really going to be like, that's not a championship way to play the game. And that's not a, not even a playoff way to play the game. We've seen teams that have tried to do that, but we haven't seen teams like this team where they're trying to run that through their best two players, which is Joel Embiid and James Harden. And so that's something that's a little bit confusing. I would have liked to see a more fluid kind of at least spread the ball offense, something, you know, even if it's just a pick and roll, like it just seems like it's a, so much isolation. Like there was different points where I've been watching the 76ers through three games where I'm like, is this even a basketball team or is this a one on five? Like, I, I, I don't know. It, it, it just kind of seems weird, but I, I 100% was on them. I thought that they were going to smack the Spurs, especially in back to back. And the fact that they lost that game outright, it's making me nervous for this 76ers team for the rest of the season. Not going to lie. Yeah, I mean, it feels like it depends on your expectations. I know initially I liked the under on the regular season win total than I thought about and ended up pivoting. I feel like an idiot now. But still, Mm -hmm. the point is, I knew going into the season that Doc Rivers was definitely going to limit their upside at some point. Mm -hmm. I didn't think it'd be three games into the season, but Mm -hmm. I thought that Doc Rivers was just not the guy for this team, especially after how this team has crumbled in the playoffs the last couple of years. Do they fire him midseason? Because it's starting to feel like they might. Because we know that at some point, you're going to have to start showing results, and this team hasn't. And I don't know how long the struggles have to last for them to potentially pull the trigger, because we know Maury's an aggressive GM. We know that he's Mm -hmm. willing to make moves if he needs to. I'm not sure Doc makes it for a couple months if they continue to play at 500 ball let alone 0-3 ball. I think that if I think they need to be doing a lot better if Doc saves his job because we know more he's not afraid to rip the band-aid off if he needs to. Yeah, and I'm I'm not gonna, you know, say that it's it's hundred percent gonna happen because it's just so early. But if this is like if there's we're going into deep into the season and this team is a five hundred ball club. Or I'm saying like, like two months in. Yeah, yeah, then hundred percent. Especially if you feel like you got somebody on the bench that could potentially, you know, get more out of the players than Doc is right now. So, mm. all right, let's talk about this game and what we're doing and getting minus 12 and a half. Uh, oh, boy. I mean, Indiana's so bad. Embiid should be able to go for like 35 again. Give me give honest. me the 12 and a half. I'm, I'll, I'll lay the 12 and a half. I know you're, it's ugly. What, you're going to lay it or you're going to take it? I'm going to lay it. Okay. I'm going to lay it. Yeah, I'm going to lay it. I it's it's tough. It's really hard. And I didn't even get to say the injury report, but Daniel Tice and Miles Turner are both out for this game. And that's why we're 100%. Like, I just, like you said, Joel Embiid could go for another 35, 40 points. And this Pacers team is just really bad defensively on the defensive side of the ball. This Philadelphia team still, again, slowest in pace. Why? Because they play half-court offense. They set up their main guys for some isolations and let those guys just kind of go to work. And while that's a very, uh, what's the word to say, elementary way of coaching the offense or running the offense. They got to play faster. Yeah, they, it can it can happen. Now, if they play faster, we've seen them do it. Like we've seen them in different stretches last year where they've been able to play fast and it worked for them when they were playing in the Miami heat series, when they slowed it down, that's when they were getting cooked. But when they were speeding it up, those were the games they won. So this team has the ability to speed it up. They just haven't done it this season. And 
I mean, you just lost to the Spurs at home. <laughs> like, this has to be the opportunity where you realize, all right, slowing this offense down isn't it. Let's get out. Let's run in transition. Let's do a lot of this other stuff. And so I'm just going to take a shot that they do it. This probably be the last time I bet on them if they don't do it. But this Pacers team allows everybody to, to pick up the pace. They're actually fifth in pace, so they like to run, and they like to force other people to run. I think they're going to try to force this 76ers team to run, and it's not going to work for them. Yeah, I think for me, my play might actually be on a team total. I'm actually looking at the Pacers team total over 108.5. I think the Sixers have to play faster, and I think that if you're going to even keep your identity of playing in the half court, but you Mm -hmm. want to have a one-off where your team randomly just starts going up tempo, it would be against the Pacers because they don't guard anybody in transition. So I think that this game will actually turn into a bit of a track meet because Indiana wants it to. They could Mm. get blown out. They might not. But I think the number of possessions are going to be so large for each side that I like an overall over in this game. But I do like Indiana team total over 108.5 because they want to play up tempo. Philly's defense has been a bit underwhelming so far this season. And I think Philly's going to play faster for at least Mm. this game. Plus, shout out to Matherin. I loved him in college at Arizona. Yeah. Guy's a hooper. He's great. Hell of a player. So they got him. Uh, Halliburton's been very good. They have some weapons there. But I'll go with Indiana team total over because I do think there's a couple ways to cash it. Either the pace is great and both teams go nuts or Philly's up 30 and then Indiana can score a bunch of points in garbage time against the scrubs. So I'll go with the Indiana team total over. All right. And to just kind of tack on to that pace, third and pace this far in the season, one one oh six and – the 76ers are last in pace 95. So they definitely have to pick up the pace. They're, that's, their, that's the best way they play ball. I don't know why they keep going back to this half court. All, like they really, really are good when they're running. And I and get that Joel and B. Yeah. And you don't have to run every time. Like you can have those set up isolations with Hart and those isolations with Embiid. But like Maxi is the fastest player in the league and you're not letting him run the court. Literally the fastest player in the league and you're not letting him run the court. Mm-hmm. I don't know. All right. Total 230 and a half. I mean, once again, it really comes down to who dictates the pace. Yeah. I don't see any reason why an 0 3 team should stick with the pace they're running when the other team's going to give them free layups every time they get a rebound. Yeah. I got to assume that they're going to push the pace in this game. And last year, these games flew over against Indiana in the second half of the year because they just would give up 120, 130 every meeting. Mm -hmm. I'm going with the over. Yeah, I'm going with over two. I think the better way I like to play this is because I don't trust Philly and what they're doing right now. Team so, total of 121 and a half, I, I couldn't touch. That's why I went with Indiana yeah. instead of 108 and a half. Yeah, no, no, no. I like the team total for sure, but I would also play this live and, yeah. you know, uh, let the first half go and and just watch. See how, see how things are going and probably take a second half over. I think that that's probably a good play, especially if it's a slower starting first half than the second half over feels like a really good bet. All right, let's move on to the next game of the slate. We have the Orlando Magic traveling to the city that never sleeps, New York, to play New York Knicks in Madison Square Garden. Knicks are laying seven and a half to 22 and a half on the total. For an injury report here for the New York Knicks, we have Quentin Grimes, who is day to day. With the foot injury, he was limited to just free throws in practice on Sunday. He's more than likely not going to play in this game again. And the Orlando Magic have 
Uh, Mo Wagner, who is out. Markel Fultz, as you know, who is out. Jalen Suggs, who is out, had an MRI on Saturday to confirm his right ankle sprain. Uh, Jonathan Isaac hasn't played in forever. And Gary Harris is still out and will remain out uh, until further notice. He's out indefinitely with that uh, knee surgery. Mm -hmm. So, seven and a half with the Knicks. I'm not doing it. Are you doing it? I'm actually going to do it. I'm going to take the Knicks. Um, Orlando has been an entertaining team so far this season. The problem is they haven't gotten any wins. They've had some close losses there. They lost to the Celtics by six at home, lost Mm -hmm. to Atlanta by 10. They were actually crushing Atlanta in the first half. They were. And then the the wheels kind of fell off there after halftime. And they lost to Detroit in the first game of the season in a competitive road game. Uh, If you want to go with the same opponent theory, the Knicks played the, uh, the Pistons as well and they won by 24. I think I'm going to take the Knicks because I like what I've seen. Uh, they had two games. They beat the Pistons by 24, and they lost the heartbreaker to the Grizzlies on the road, which is really not a bad loss, losing to the Grizzlies on the road by three. So I'm going to go with the Knicks. I think this Orlando team is fun. Boncaro is really, really good, but I do think the Knicks at home will be able to handle this Orlando def- uh, this Orlando just overall roster. Suggs was having a pretty good year. Now they're – uh, point guard depth is a little bit in flux. There's a chance Cole Anthony has a great game. Uh, and if you think Orlando covers, you could probably take an Anthony player prop over because we know Anthony's definitely not shy about shooting the basketball. But I like what I've seen from the Knicks so far. I want to take the Knicks. Yeah, no, I'm I'm going with the Magic. Yeah. Even though even though the Magic are 0-3, I think that this their 0-3 and some of the other 0-3s in the league are a lot different. And they, oh, they've looked, they've they've looked good in some of their games. Yeah, they look, they've look. they been competitive. They're coming here into Madison Square Garden where you can expect Paolo to try to have a good game. You have Terrence Ross still on this team who hates the Knicks. Like, he hates the Knicks. Like, they're back oh, in. He'll, he'll always go for, like, five threes every time he plays the Knicks. Like yes. he time. he. So, back during the pandemic, I was listening. I was kind of part of this little group on Clubhouse. You know, the, the Clubhouse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know. Is this free promo? I Maybe this is for you. No sorry, idea. Sean. I don't, and Ryan. I'm not even sure if I ever used it, but I know I know what it is. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Sean and Ryan. If this is free promo or not, honestly, y'all probably not even listening to this right now. Uh, so what I'm saying is he he got came on there, like he came on as a guest into this group, and he was talking about how much he didn't like the Knicks, and he said, "Yeah, I'm about to give them 30." And then did it. <laughs> and then he went and did it. He went and gave them 30. It was like uh it was like 2021, man. I'm trying to remember what it was, but he really got on Clubhouse the night before and said, I'm about to go in there and give them 30, and then went and did it. And so uh yeah, Terrence Ross doesn't like the Knicks. I expect him to have a really good game. I think that the uh this Orlando Magic team has been fun, they've been able to score. I think that it's just closing, and it's because they're a young team. It's and the second half, which I think is the problem. Yeah. It's just that's why so I'm going to lean to the Knicks because I just think that the game will be competitive. And I do think that late in games, the Knicks actually have an idea of what they want to do. Mm-hmm. Orlando is still figuring it out. And I think eventually the Knicks will find a way to cover. Won't be easy, yeah. but I think the Knicks find a way after 48. Yeah, I think I'll, um, I'm trying to figure out if I want to play. Do I want to play a Nick a Orlando first half? What's first quarter? What are I mean not first quarter but first half? Oh, uh, let me just pull that up. It should I'm be around to, four if I had to guess because it's seven and a half for the full game. Um, mm. let me just see here. Yeah, it's exactly four. It's okay. minus one hundred five for Orlando. If you want the money line, it's plus one eighty. All right. Let me see here. First half spread. 
just looking two and one for the for the Magic and one and one for the Knicks. Yep. Mm. Maybe let's keep an eye on that one. And if Orlando if Orlando does it again in the first half, then I'm gonna be a believer and I'm gonna tell everybody just go ahead and back them until they prove us wrong. But I do not trust them to finish games, but I think that they could at least hold the lead long enough that they cover the seven and a half. I'll take the magic plus seven and a half. All right. Total two twenty two and a half. Any thoughts? There? I, I have I have no thoughts on the total here. It's, it's too early in the season for me to fully tell because the Knicks scored one thirty against the Pistons, and I can't tell if they shot the lights out or they just played a bit faster. Yeah, it might be both. Uh, and it's nothing really. Yeah, these two teams have been basically around this number the entire time. I, I, I got no opinion on the total because it's in Madison Square Garden. I think the Magic try to show out. I'll give out an over. Okay. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the Toronto Raptors traveling to Miami to play the Miami Heat. Heat are laying three and a half at home. Two fifteen and a half is the total for the Miami Heat. Yeah, Nikola Djokovic is he out. suspended. Yeah, he's suspended. Oh yeah, for leaving for leaving the game during that uh for that altercation. I mean, not he left the bench. leaving the game, but left the bench. Yeah, he left the bench and. I debated adding one of those two to these dudes really don't be trying to fight for. I know some people have been asking about it. I debated adding one of them. I haven't made a final ruling. Maybe I'll come back next episode with a final ruling if they join it after I looked over the tape. League offices are evaluating the tape and trying to decide if either one of those dudes really didn't want to smoke with the other. But it seemed like I'm giving Jovic a pass. He graduated from high school about a month ago. I'll give him oh, a yeah. Pass. Jovic yeah. is good, but I'm talking about uh, Caleb, Caleb Martin. That's and, fair. I'm saying Jovic will give a pass to. Yeah, he's good. He's good. All right. Caleb Martin suspended for the altercation. Uh, Victor Oladipo's not playing. And Omar Yurtsevin is not playing as well. We also have for the Toronto Raptors, Scotty Barnes is a game time decisions. That's really big. Questionable mm-hmm. with an ankle injury. And Otto Porter Jr. is still out with that hamstring. He has not made his season debut yet. Uh, three and a half with the Heat, potentially. Could be no spot. Scotty Barnes, what are you doing here? I really, really wanted to take Toronto going in because anytime you have an immediate rematch, I expect them to split. That's usually how it goes in the NBA. Mm-hmm. Having said that, if Barnes is not going to play or there's a chance he's not going to play, I can't take Toronto. No offense to Thaddeus Young. He's been pretty good as a Raptor. But the mm-hmm. drop-off defensively when Barnes is not on the court compared to when you know, you're know you having Thaddeus Young as a replacement, it's a lot. Barnes is extremely valuable to this team. And I love Siakam as a player. I think Van Vliet's a very good veteran guard. I like Gary Trent, too. I like Ananobi. I like their overall team. Mm -hmm. But I think Scotty Barnes is really such a key cog to that defense. And Miami's 1-2. and They didn't have a great start to the year. And you're wondering, the serious question for Toronto, who's going to guard Jimmy Butler? Yeah, and you're looking at Barnes, who gives you length. He's young. He's you know mobile. He can really just be a defensive nightmare for a lot of teams. I don't think he's going to play, so I'm going to lean Miami. But I really wanted to take Toronto, just based on the spot. I can't. I think Barnes is so valuable. I got to go with Miami. Yeah, uh, I'm not going to fade it. I'm not. I, if Scotty Barnes was playing, it was easy. Toronto. I'm taking Toronto if he's playing, but. Yeah, I'm gonna just I'm I'm gonna trust the trend with the immediate rematch. How many, how many rematch. points do you think he's worth? Like two? Yeah, yeah. 
Give or I take. think he is. He's yeah. he's, he's really good. Like he's mm-hmm. really good. And but unfortunately, I'm they they covered the first one. Oh well, they did cover the first one. So they had a it was a miraculous cover. They probably shouldn't have covered. Yeah, no. Nah, all right, I'll go with you. Miami minus three and a half. But I mean, you're looking at the second half, by the way, of the first game. They outscored Miami by 18, 18 in the second half because they were getting absolutely smacked. Yeah. So now you're looking at a spot where Miami really took its foot off the gas, but Barnes played at 11 points. He only played 13 minutes, so most of the comeback actually came when he got hurt. But once again, Miami was just straight up up 20 and change at halftime. Yeah, they, and they called caring. the dogs off. Yeah, they That's what the I'm saying. I, I think Miami uses what happened, especially Spolster is a great coach, uses how the fourth quarter ended or the second mm. half went as motivation to play a full 48 at home here. I like Miami to cover. All right, yeah, I'm with you. Let's do Miami minus three and a half. And I'm on the under here. I agree. Under 215. What was it, 215 and a half? Yeah. Yeah, under 215 and a half. Last one closed at 216 and a half. Came down a little bit. And I mean, one outlier quarter. You had 71 points in the first quarter. Yeah, it just feels like that's not going to happen. I think that Toronto's going to lock in more defensively. They're not going to let this get out to a crazy lead that it did last time. And both of these teams are running, you know, some of the slower paces in the league. And matter of fact, go ahead and give you the number. Toronto is 28th in pace and the Heat are 22nd in pace. Mm. So, yeah, give me an under here. I think that this feels like a pretty good bet. So I like an underplay for the game. I like Fred Van Fleet in this game. I think with Scotty Barnes, this is a Fred Van Fleet game. Give me Fred Van Fleet double-double. I don't know what that's priced at right now. but oh, let, me, let me pull that up. Yeah. Wow, but I Scotty Barnes is transitioning more into a point forward. He can't fully make the transition because Fred Van Fleet is there and Fred Van Fleet's still good. However, he does take the ball out of his hands sometimes. And so if Scotty Barnes is not playing, all the like Fred Van Fleet is running the offense. He's gonna have the opportunity to set everybody else up. I can see a bunch of assists coming for him. Give me Fred Van Fleet double double. It's probably a pretty decent, decently priced. I, I was not ready for this price. I'll tell you that much. What? It's plus eight fifty. Oh hell yeah! Come on, I didn't I thought, know. I thought it was gonna be like two, three to, three to one, two, three. To one. Yes, yeah. no. Give me plus eight fifty on a Fred Van Fleet double double. And for reference, by the way, Van Vliet had a double double. Actually, no, he didn't. He only had seven points. He had ten assists in the last game. So yeah, and so I think he's more of a scorer. And yeah, no, give me Fred Van Fleet double double. Okay. All right. Let's move on to our next game of the site. Matter of fact, no. Let's get us paid because we got to talk about no house advantage. No house advantage is the a fantasy, a dynamic fantasy sports platform where you can play in pick'em contests, and a pick'em contest can get you twenty five hundred thousand dollars. Like that's that's a lot cash, cash money. So download the app, choose contest, select your player props. You can do all of that. You can bet up to five player prop over unders. You can play against the house and win up to twenty times the amount of money that you get. So, they have NFL, NBA, MLB, PGA. MLB is almost over. Na- MMA, NASCAR. Sign up now with promo code SGPN at No House Advantage or download up and get $25 deposit match or your first deposit. NoHouseAdvantage.com. Promo code SGPN for a first deposit match up to $25. All right. Now, let's get back into the slate because we have. The Boston Celtics playing the Chicago Bulls in Chicago. Boston's laying six. 225 is the total. Let's go ahead and drop the injury report here. 
Chicago Bulls, Lonzo, yeah, y'all know this. Robert Williams, yeah, you know this. Gallinari, yeah, you should know that. But if you don't, Gallinari, he's been out. So same thing for these two teams that has been since start of season. I'm already going to go ahead and tell you, and I'm pulling this up as I say it. I've had a play that I've scouted here for a while, and we're going to play both because this could be this could be it right here. You all know how I love a good narrative, and you know what I love more than a good narrative is a good birthday. And not only do we have one birthday, we have two. Because guess what? Happy birthday, Jalen Brown, and happy birthday, uh, Vucevic. Happy birthday. Give us a game. So just go ahead and ladder both of their points props. Especially Vucevic because the Celtics have just always been bad against center position. I was going to do that anyway. Yeah, Vucevic double-double, by the way, is plus 110. Oh, no. We get plus money on his double-double on his birthday? On his birthday? Like, come on, guys. (sighs) We talked about the birthday narrative. And it's worked a lot. It works a lot more for those that are actually starting than the people coming off Mm. the bench. For obvious reasons. One, they're starting. So we're just going to go all in on their birthday because this is a birthday matchup in the same game. In the same game. So guess what? Jalen Brown, first basket is plus 440. Did I see? Shop around. You probably find another line. Nikola Vucevic, 6-1. Okay. That's fun. Let's just go ahead and just tackle all the birthday props we can. 23.5 points prop for Jalen Brown. 15.5 points prop for Vucevic. Take Vucevic up to 20. You're going to get him at plus 225. 25 points, you're going to get uh, Jalen Brown at plus 116 and Vucevic at plus 750. 30 points, oh my gosh. You're going to get Jalen Brown at plus 320. And, I mean, he could just go all the way here, 920, 35. I mean, does he drop 40 on his birthday? Does he really do it? No, you can't get that high. But I don't know if he's going to get enough shot attempts because we know Tatum's going to want to get his, but yeah. still. I mean, hey, everybody knows. Like, you, if he's hot, if if they start the game hot, you got to sit here and say it's their birthday. You got to keep getting it to mm-hmm. him. So, I mean, p- top point score, Jalen Brown's plus 330. Vucevic, that's really good price for Jalen Brown. Holy shit. Uh, Jalen Brown's plus 330. Vucevic is 30 to 1. I mean, just have fun. Just have fun. It's their birthday. Have fun. I'm giving out the points props, and I'm just going to say over 15 and a half. And over 23 and a half for Jalen Brown ladder them. So points prop 20, 25 for Vucevic uh, points prop 25, 30. Hell yeah. Even 35 for Jalen Brown, just spread up a unit over across of there, half unit, however you do it really is your money. I'm not going to tell you I do it, but that's what I'm doing. Now we can talk about the actual game. Scott. I mean, is, has anything changed from last year? No. I just I just assume Chicago's going to get killed in this game. Do you think unless, it's bad, unless do you think it's bad luck nuts. if I do you think it's bad luck if I lock up the Celtics? I don't, I don't know. Think we're going to find out. What's the What's the last time that I, I I can't even remember the last time that I locked up the Celtics? But this is like this is the perfect spot. It really is. I mean, you let Orlando hang around. The Bulls, you could argue, have a good spot after getting blown out at home last game. They got murdered. By the Cavaliers. Like, yeah. I think we all know that even though they won the first game because DeRozan went nuts, when yeah. he doesn't go nuclear, the team really doesn't have a chance to beat great teams. 
I think and Boston it's just so many them. people they can throw at DeRozan. Yeah. They have so many good defenders. They play mm-hmm. great on the defensive end. You know I what? Think this game gets ugly. You know ugly. what? Hello, NBA Gambling Podcast. Hello, listeners. Hello, all people. My name is Terrell Furman Jr., and I'm locking up the Celtics at minus six. Wow. Clip that. How'd that we need feel? To get the social team. We got to get the social team to clip that and post that because, I mean, but we just got to fade this Bulls team when they play good people. Like, they are mm-hmm. not – the Cavs are projected to be a top team in the East, and guess what? They got blew out. Like, they suck. They suck when they play good teams. And so the Miami, you know, win was probably a shocker, but it's all downhill from there. They went, they should have lost that game. So that way they can have, they can gradually build expectations. But now the expectations are sky high and it drops because they suck when they play good teams. And if DeRozan doesn't go off, like you said, they're not going to, they're not in the game. Yes. I'm, oh, if the Celtics let me down and this doesn't cash, I promise you I'm never doing it again. But I'm locking up Celtics minus six. It's just this is the perfect spot. Yeah, I agree. All right, two twenty-five is the total. Uh, I I think I'm gonna have to go with the over just because Boston wants to play faster. They've proven it this season. Their game against mm-hmm. Orlando landed two forty-six. Yeah, I'm going with the over. Probably Boston team total over. But I do think you're looking at what Boston can do offensively. And really just the lack of counters that Chicago has defensively. I got to go with the over. I just think Boston's going to dictate the pace. You? Man, I I mean, shoot, they're still 25th in pace, and the Bulls are 16. Uh, I think. They're also just shooting the lights out. Yeah, they are. They are. They're scoring a lot. Maybe a Celtics team total over. Yeah, that that was the main total I was kind of looking at. Yeah, maybe a Celtics team total over. If I had to pick, I would actually think I might go under. Okay. I mean, I see the money coming in on it, and it, it increased two points. It opened up at 223. So the money's coming in, and it's pushing the line up. But I, I really think that this Celtics team is just going to lock in defensively and just make it a nightmare for the Bulls. And once DeRosa's not going – it's really going to be Vucevic. And that's why I think that Vucevic is such a fun play today because he could easily just go ahead and just be stronger. Or And you know how much he loves the offensive side of the ball. He can do all of that against the Celtics team. And I feel like he has pretty solid games against the Celtics. I'm going to look it up right now before we finish this breakdown. But, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, going, I'm going with the under. I just don't think it's enough scoring for Chicago this day. I think that they're going to find issues with a lot of people scoring the ball, and it's really going to be like Vucevic and maybe somebody else. Let me see. Vucevic, game log versus Celtics. Really quick. Oh, shoot. I typed that in wrong. Why can't I type? Oh. All right, whatever. This isn't working. Okay. Oh, no. Yes, it is. Ha, there we go. Let's see. How are you doing against the Celtics? 18, 18, 16, 18. So last four, he's covered this number. 14, 16. So what's that? Five of the last six, he's covered this number. Mm. And in the last four, he also has a double-double. I mean, we're just throwing out props and stuff all day. So give me – you said plus money still. It's not going to be plus money by the time they get to this. But if you're listening to this live, like you should be on YouTube right now, you can get the number. Plus money, Vucevic, double-double. And shout out to Dylan popping in the chat. 
uh, throwing out a Nuggets first quarter bet. We'll get to that game in a little bit and talking about how about them Jets? Feels good. I mean, <laughs> for the uh, NFL Gambling Podcast post, I had the Jets as my lock. So that got there. I, yeah. I had Seattle as my dog that got there. Knock on wood, I got the Patriots minus two to wrap up the teaser. So if okay. the Patriots cover that, then I sweep the entire board. So we'll see how All that right, goes. let's do it. Let's do it. Next game on the slate, we have the Brooklyn Nets playing the Memphis Grizzlies in Memphis. Memphis is laying one, opened up at two and a half for Memphis. Now it's down to one. Total opened up at 227 and a half. It is all the way up to 233 for, excuse me, for an injury report we have for the Brooklyn Nets. Markeith Morris is not playing due to personal reasons. Seth Curry still not playing with the ankle injury. TJ Warren is still out. And for the Memphis Grizzlies, Dylan Brooks is questionable with the thigh injury. Zaire Williams is still ramping up his activity. He's going to be out. Jaron Jackson Jr. is progressing well. He's still out. And Danny Green is out as well. So, can Brooklyn get it done against Memphis? Memphis looking to bounce back after getting destroyed by the Dallas, Dallas Mavericks. I'm assuming the the money on the over is solely based on the meetings last year and how you had a couple of track meets that broke out. Yeah. But uh, for me, I know money's coming on Brooklyn. I watched a decent amount of that Brooklyn game against Toronto. It mm-hmm. was really a game of runs, which I know is a cliche term for the NBA or for basketball in general, but it really was. Like Toronto had a 15-0 run. The Nets had some – and Toronto had like a 22-0 run in the – I want to say second quarter, early third quarter. Mm-hmm. And the Nets went on a 15-0 run to close out the third and to start the fourth. It was just a bunch of runs back and forth, and the Nets ended up winning the game. But I'm going with Memphis solely because I don't think anyone can guard John Morant on this entire team. Yeah, I think Morant's going to go nuts tonight. And I'm not going to overreact to them getting killed by Dallas because that was a back-to-back. Mm-hmm. And I do think, as a result, first back-to-back of the season, I am not surprised they got absolutely killed. Dallas had the... A painful loss there to Phoenix. They were motivated to get back on track. <laughs> mm. I'm not going to overreact to that one. I like Memphis here. I think Memphis at home. It's the Nets' first road game. I think they're going to struggle a bit, and I think Ja probably goes for 30-plus. Give me Ja pretty much carrying this team on his back. Puts the team on his back, though. I'm going to go with Memphis uh, minus one. Yeah, and I like Memphis. I'll take Memphis in the first half. They were really, really good against the first half to the number mm. last year. And, I mean, they're 1-2 and two this year, but the Nets are 0-2. And, and I can see them wanting to bounce back from that loss. Like, that was an ugly loss. They're back at home. Bringing in this Nets team is KD, Kyrie, Ben Simmons. Like, that's that's going to get everybody up for this game. Give me a Memphis first half. I like that play the most. And I will... I've seen the Nets try to guard John in the past. It yeah, doesn't go well. Doesn't, they they can't guard him. Well they just all. can't guard him. But now it's Ben. Ben is there now, too. And so maybe Ben uses much... some size and length to his advantage. I was going to say, though, I don't know how much that actually does anything in today's NBA when you're constantly switching every pick and roll. Yeah. You can just get whatever matchup you want. But even Simmons, I still think, is a bit slower. Uh, I, I don't think he'll be able to keep up with the quick. No, he's definitely Jaws. slower. But he's Jaws able to. Jaws been shooting the three ball well, which is a bit surprising. He's been really yeah. cooking. He said he worked on an off season. He said I know he worked he on an off season. Yeah, and so I, I wanted to see it, but I mean, he's been shooting well. I, I know his player prop is like twenty nine and a half. You know, Jaws going to take a matchup against KD personally in terms of putting on a show. 
yeah. especially at home. Yeah. I think Jaw might go for 35 40 tonight. So yeah, I, I would ladder I would ladder Jaw's points because this is also former you're playing against a former MVP and you said very well on record that you're trying, you're going for an MVP this year. Yeah. And by what he's doing, he's well on his way. So yeah, I would take a ladder on Jaw's points all the way up and yeah, give me Memphis in this one. Give me Memphis in this one at home, getting uh, this Nets team still kind of questioning and figuring out. And they also know they're not fully healthy as well. So they got uh, Joe Harris back. But I mean, anytime you get a guy back who hasn't played in over a year, you know he's going to be terrible for about the first like 20 games. Yeah. And he did not look good against Toronto. Not surprised. But the point is, they're going to give minutes to him. And I think he's just going to get cooked in this game. Yeah. So the Nets are still working on rotation stuff. And Kyrie took over the game against Toronto. I do think unless KD and Kyrie both go nuclear, I think they're going to have a hard time really stopping Memphis in this game. So I guess I understand the over, but I'll, I'll take Memphis at home. Yeah. All right. Are we following the money with the uh, – I don't know. That's a lot of – we missed We missed the value. I, I think we missed it personally. Maybe Memphis team total, but still, I, I don't have much of a thought here. Because the Nets – you think that they're going to play a lot faster, but I've watched them play this season. They really have not. And they played against the Pelicans. They gave mm-hmm. up 130. So I guess you can argue that's fast, but at the end of the day, they couldn't stop anybody in the paint. The Grizzlies with Clark, with Tillman, with even Aldama's been good with Adams. The Nets really have one center. They have Claxton. And they have Sharp as a backup, who's a youngster, is not great. But I just think Memphis dominates on the glass. They have so many guys that can throw at you in the front court, and I think the Nets can't exactly match up with that. Mm-hmm. All right. Um, yeah. I, I mean, that's really – that's it for me. All right, let's move on to the next game of the slate. We have the Utah Jazz going to play the Houston Rockets in Houston, minus two for the Jazz. 233-and-a-half is the total. I got to interrupt you for a second because you got to put some respect on their name. It's the undefeated Utah Jazz. Yeah, yeah, it, 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 you're right. The undefeated Utah Jazz going up against the un one un. They're going up against Munaf's other team. The defeated. Yeah, the, the undefeated Utah Jazz are going up against the defeated Houston Rockets. I just said the Munaf's other team, but that works too. Azabuki <laughs> uh, for the Jazz is out, and for the Rockets, Alfred Sangoon is questionable with an unspecified illness. Ty-ty if he Washington. doesn't play, I like, I like uh, Fernando double-double if, if, he does, if he's not playing because Fernando's well, actually got a lot of minutes. Well, who do you like if Fernando's not playing? Because Fernando was out with a knee injury. Oh, well, that's rough. Uh, <laughs> yeah. So they have, uh, you know, the projected starter, according to uh, Rotowire? Who? Usman Garuba. Okay. That's uh, one of those who we play for, guys. Yeah. Because I, I don't know who that is. But, uh, yeah. Uh, so far this season, okay stat line. So <laughs> we'll see. But... Tati Washington and Jason Tate also out for this game. A lot of money on the over because yep. Houston wants to run. Utah wants to run. But I actually see some money on the under. Like I see money on the under, which is confusing because I was gonna say, I, I think that the money went up a couple of I think the total went up a couple of points, and now there might be some buyback because of some injury news. Okay. But this game's tricky because I know Utah's the better team. And it's not even close. Like, I know Utah is the much better overall basketball team. I've seen Houston play. They're not very good. However, Utah's had back-to-back overtime games 
including an overtime game yesterday. So they're on a back-to-back with overtime and travel, Mm -hmm. which is really just the worst possible scheduling spot you can have. Mm -hmm. But I really this like, is really easy for me. But I really like this Utah team. It's really I easy. I, for I me. think I have to hold my nose and take Houston, and maybe do a type of like a player performance double, take a Jalen Green twenty five plus points with Houston winning. I think I got to go Houston. I know Utah's a great team; they could win the game. But over the course of the entire season, you know, both of us love a really good schedule spot. Mm-hmm. This is it. So I'm going to go with Houston. If they're going to win a game, it should be this one. You see my hands up? Yeah. Because I'm not holding my nose. Give me the Houston Rockets money line in this game. This is the perfect spot. Like I said, we like this Jazz team. We're not going to back them as favorites. We're only going to back them as dogs. We're not going to back them as a favorite. No way. Yeah, give me this Houston Rockets team to get it done. Jalen Green has been playing amazing. Yes, they have some players out, but I think this is the Jalen Green game. Maybe Jabari Smith decides to show people that, hey, I was the number three overall pick for a reason, and he shows up for this game. Kevin Porter Jr. has still been playing pretty good. I like this team. They Yes, they have some injuries, but... They, I think that they are better than how they're playing right now. And I think that this is the perfect spot where they can get up and go beat this Jazz team that's really filling themselves 3-0 and and everybody thought that they were going to be playing for the lottery. So, yeah, give me the Houston to get their first win against the Utah Jazz. Plus two, money line. Uh, 223.5. Yeah, I'll take over. 233, I, man. Yeah. Oh, 233? I, yeah. I got it. Okay. Yeah, give me the over. I think I'm going to lean to the over two because Houston's had a couple track meets. But yeah, I, at the end of the day, you're looking at a three and O team only favored by two against an Owen three team. Mm-hmm. There's a reason for it. I think they're yep. just daring you to 100%. take Utah. I'm going with Houston. hundred percent. And what, what are they doing over the course of the season? Is there anything else? That I want? Yeah. Two and one to the, yeah, both these teams are two and one to the over. Yeah. Give me an over. They both moved three and one. All right. Next game on the slate, we have the San Antonio Spurs going to play the Minnesota Timberwolves. Minus eight and a half for the Timberwolves. 234 and a half is the total. Wow, that's jumped up. Opened up at 231. Side opened up at minus nine and a half. Now it's down to minus eight and a half. Bunch of money on the San Antonio Spurs here. We also have for an injury report, Kyle Anderson is day-to-day for the Timberwolves. And for the Spurs, we have... Uh, Dominic Barlow not playing in this game as he's, uh, in the, in San Antonio for the start of the G league training camp. And we have Jordan Hall who is with the G league team as well. So yeah, very easy. I'm, I'm taking Minnesota. I'm not, I'm not backing. Really? Even on a back to back. Is it a back to back that they played yesterday? Did Minnesota play yesterday? They played yesterday. They beat Oklahoma city. Which is a separate anecdote. I know we're already at the 50-minute mark, but I love how Adam Silver talked about cracking down on tanking. And the next day, Oklahoma City benched Shea Gilgis-Alexander. That made me laugh. I thought that was very funny. But Yeah. It, it was like some – like they said that – it was some crazy report that they said that the last place team or the last two place teams – They wanted some relegation teams, system, but it's not going to They said that happen. they were going regu- to push the last two place yeah. teams to the G League and then it's bring European, two G League teams up. It, they said it wasn't realistic, though. It's not going to happen. No, it's not realistic at all. It's clearly not realistic. There's no way they do that. But I don't think, the, I don't think Minnesota's look good. And I know they're 2-1, both wins against OKC – one game was with Shea, one game was without, and both games were somewhat competitive there. 
And oh, they, the, I don't know. They was killing OKC for a, a bit. I they thought. were killing them in both games. But I, I kind of discovered something about Minnesota, which is kind of a trend early on. They're really an awful third quarter team. Right. They are really bad in the third quarter. And I, they even lost the third quarter with no Shea yes, uh, yesterday, 30 to 29. If you look at their numbers, they're getting killed in the third quarter. So just keep that in mind moving forward. I'm not sure if that's a fluke or if that's something to keep in mind for the rest of the season. But as of right now, Minnesota is one of the worst third-quarter teams in the league. The point is they ended up only winning by 10 against Oklahoma City and Shea didn't play. Now you face the Spurs, who are not a talented team, but they did enough against Philly to win. I'm actually leaning to San Antonio. Mm -hmm. I think they can hang around. But it's mostly because I don't want to back a team on a back-to-back a week into the season. So I'm going to take the Spurs. It, uh, the back-to-back thing makes me nervous, but we just seen the Spurs team do it. I, I think that there's a clear. I mean, we know that there's a clear talent disparity. Oh, Minnesota it's really going to come down win the to, rebounding battle by like 20. Like they should yeah. kill them on the glass. But and, somehow the Spurs actually won the rebounding battle against Philly. So I don't really know what the hell is happening with Philly. But I think that this I think this back to back comes for Minnesota like comes back to bite Minnesota. I don't think it's in in well, mm, they got a little bit of a break after this one. Oh, it's only a one day break. They played these two teams are playing a back to back. This is the first game of a back to back stretch. Mm. Uh both games at at Minnesota. Well, really, they're fa- they're playing three three in the next week. <laughs> Holy crap. Who scheduled this? These two teams are about to play three times in the next week. This might as well be a series. Yeah. No, I'm not backing the Spurs. Be as a public dog, I'm not doing it. Give me, give me Minnesota. It feels very unvillain like. Give me Minnesota, but I do like that third quarter angle. I'm trying to find a bet, a number on that. I know some books have a third quarter. And there is a chance Minnesota smacks them in the first half and then just gets disinterested. So there's a couple ways to potentially get. Yeah, definitely if they get out early and just and start trying to rest their players because they're on a back to back. Let's see here. All right. Minnesota, can I get a third quarter line? First quarter, second quarter, third quarter. There we go. Plus 144 for the third quarter winner. Currently a spread of plus two and a half. Let's take both. Spurs plus two and a half. Spurs win third quarter. Plus 144. And for this game, I'm also contemplating Pirtle double-double. It's plus 125. Mm-hmm. The problem is Gobert is still a very good defensive player, so I'm not sure if Pirtle will actually get a lot of shot attempts off. But mm-hmm. you're looking at his numbers this season – He's been really good. He's averaging 16 points per game and 9.7 rebounds. Had 13 and 12 against Embiid, 21 and 8 against Indiana, 14 mm-hmm. and 9 against Charlotte. And we know that Gobert is going to be standing in the paint a decent amount of the time, so he should get a lot of rebounding opportunities. You have any thoughts on that Pirtle move? Because he's kind of the only real center they have. Uh, no. Mm-mm. No, okay. not Fair getting enough. any any push from me, especially if he stays on the floor when they start do, uh, doing he's rotations. Need to. I mean, yeah, like if they if they're blowing him out and they sit the starters and he's out there, he's got a pretty good size advantage over anybody on that bench. So mm-hmm. yeah. All right. Last game of the slate, we have the Denver Nuggets traveling to Portland to play the Portland Trail Blazers, three and zero. Portland Trail Blazers minus four and a half for the Denver Nuggets. 227 is the total injury report for these two squads for Portland. Trendon Watford is out with is out with the hip injury. And Gary Payton II is is still out with that abdomen injury. He has not started the season yet for the 
Denver Nuggets, we have Colin Gillespie is out. I don't even think he's played this season yet. Yeah. All right. I mean, why are we getting why are we why are we getting Portland as a dog here? Uh, it's because of scheduling spot. It's because once again, Portland's playing a back to back. They had the very competitive game against the Lakers uh, yesterday, and they won. But now they have to travel. Not that long of a travel though from LA to Portland, but still, yeah. they have to take a flight. There's money coming in on Denver for a couple reasons, mainly scheduling spot. Also, Denver smacked the crap out of Golden State, and you're kind of just assuming that Denver has the certain level to them that Portland doesn't have. I'm actually leaning Denver. The problem is Lillard always torches this team. Yeah. So I feel like Lillard could go for 35 again, but he played a bunch of minutes against the Lakers last night. Mm. I think I'm going to lean Denver because of scheduling spot, but you can make your case for Portland. I, I just it's a bad scheduling spot for in my eyes for Portland. I'm not. I'm. I. I don't think this Denver team is played to. They're doing what they always do, and just a lack of defense. Like, it's a lack of defense. In the three games they played already, 123 points to Utah, 123 points to Golden State. Oh, it's it's rough, but I and lost my with Golden State. The, their defense was not good. Their offense was incredible. And Jokic has lost his damn mind again. He's a back-to-back triple-doubles. And the 117 OKC? Mm-hmm. It's not good. That was also yeah. a back-to-back, too. They overcame that. Okay. Yeah, and they won the back-to-back. This is three and four for them. So, I mean, if we talk about a scheduling spot, how the scheduling spot is bad for Portland, it's also bad playing three and four. Like, yeah. No, I, I can't do it. I can't lay points with Denver on the road after seeing how poorly they are on the defensive side of the ball. If there's any hiccup on them offensively, they're going to lose this game. And if and not even lose, but they're just gonna call the dogs off. I mean, they called the dogs off against Golden State and let Golden State back into that game. They let OKC into the game, like, and they just completely didn't even show up for Utah. And like I said, that was a that was a road game there. They came back on the road, did really good against Golden State, got a home win against OKC. No, I this Portland team has been playing really good. Dame's out of his mind right now. I'm just gonna. You giving me Dame, who's hot on a back to back. I know that you're sitting there talking about, you know, could be tired, all that, but he's hot. That could actually be good for them because he's still cooking from what he was doing to the Lakers, and now he's about to transfer that to Denver. And Denver's knocked Portland out the playoffs uh, a couple times. I think Dame remembers all of that. They get some payback here. Give me the Portland Trailblazers plus the four and a half. Sprinkle on that money line at plus 160, definitely. I like the Portland Trailblazers here to go out and get a win. It's also a home dog. So that's kind of – Yeah, plus four and a half home dog. Yeah, I love it. Love it. All right, that's the slate. Let's go ahead and get out, lock a dog, and go ahead and wrap this thing up for my lock. I wasn't sure. Did you have to do another read, or we're, we're clear? No, on? no, no, we're good. We're okay, good. cool. For my lock, yeah, I said it. We're going to go ahead and do it. We're going to put it on a graphic, and tw- I'm probably going to break Twitter when it happens. Giving the ball Celsius, minus six. That's my lock. This is either going to be really good or really bad. I'm either going to have trolls in my mentions or I'm going to have the opportunity to shit on everybody and say that this was a really good spot for the Celtics and they blew it. The worst thing the Celtics could do is win this game and not cover, by the way. Like, that is the worst thing that they could do, win this game and not cover. All right. For my dog, I like a few dogs. Which one do I want to give out? Let's give out the juiciest one on the board because Orlando's had 
the Knicks, well, not the juiciest one on the board, but the juiciest one I like. Uh, then Orlando's had the Knicks number. I feel like they've had the Knicks. Let me go look at the head-to-head and make sure I'm not lying. But they haven't had their number, but they've won some games now. You'd think they've won at in Madison Square Garden the last two times they played there as a plus-12 dog and a plus-11 and a half dog. So they've won two of the last three and the last two in New York. Yep. Give me the Orlando Magic money line plus what am I getting at that? Plus 230. I'll take it. Is that a happiness hedge? Maybe a little. Maybe a little. Maybe it's like subconsciously it's there. But I really feel like like Orlando just they, they show up when they play the Knicks. I think even the games that the Knicks have beat them, they've been rather close games. So uh, let me see. Let me just make sure I'm not putting my foot in my mouth. Oh, well, no, that last time they played last year, they got blew out. But that was towards the end of the season. Yep. They've covered three. Yeah, they've covered three of the last five against them. Am I right? That's right. Yeah, covered three of the last five. All right. Let's do it. What's it. What are you doing? All right. So for my lock, I am actually going to go to a player prop. I'm going to go back to that Pacers and 76ers game. I'm going to take James Harden over nine and a half assists at minus 130. I understand that Sixers have been playing some underwhelming basketball because they're 0-3. However, Harden has been pretty good when it comes to actually facilitating, and I do think the pace alone is going to drastically help the number of possessions. I think Philly should play faster. They have a team total of 121.5. Harden Mm -hmm. better get 10 assists in this game. I'll just say that much, but you're looking at the numbers this season. He had seven assists against Boston. Decent amount of those were in the first half. Had nine assists against Milwaukee had 12 assists against the Spurs, and you look at his last couple of games against the Pacers, he played against them twice last year while they were actively punting. Well, technically three times, one with Brooklyn, two with uh, Philly. The two times with Philly, he recorded 14 assists in each of those games. Nine and a half is minus 130. I'm going to take it. He's going to be matched up on who? Like McConnell? They don't have many guards that you can actually throw on them. Maybe Halliburton. A little bit of Matherin in there. They're a terrible defensive team. Gimme Harden, who has the ball in his hands all the damn time, probably more than he should, to go over nine half assists at minus 130. All right. And for my dog, this is where it gets a little bit tricky because I'm not exactly sure where I want to go with this one. Uh, But I kind of want to stick with the player prop angle here. And for this one, you know what? I am actually going to do it. I'm going to go with the player who has a fun game named after him. I'm going to go with Yaka Pirtle. I'm going to take him double-double. <laughs> and I think that he's in a pretty good spot here to really just sit in the paint and collect a bunch of rebounds. And the Spurs still have great ball movement under Popovich. I think he could end up having a decent showing offensively. They might try to drag Gobert away from the basket. You might see a lot of mismatches in the paint. But Gobert, uh, Gobert getting switched out. It's also a back-to-back, so I wonder if they'll be limiting minutes in this game, which could be a concern for Minnesota. But you're looking at Pirtle double-double, and that's currently at plus 125. He's averaging roughly 16 and 10. He had a double-double last game against Embiid. I like him double-double here. I just think he's going to play enough minutes and get enough actual workload to go over. So give me Yaka Pirtle double-double. All right. Love it. 
also honorable mention though for Van Vliet plus eight fifty for the double double. Oh, that's not an honorable mention. That is one hundred percent going out on the slip today. One hundred percent. We also throwing out Denver Nuggets first quarter. Uh, Dylan talked about it earlier. Minus one and a half. They've been really good to the first quarter this year mm. in the early part of the season. Just trying to get a. And they've normally been a really good first quarter team just overall. So, yeah, I like that play, especially with, with Portland on a back-to-back. But I still like Portland for the game. So give me a Nuggets first quarter, win the first quarter, but Portland to win the game. What do you think that's priced at? If I had to guess, 10-1? to 5-1. to one. Okay. I, I went a little bit crazy. Yeah, you okay. did. <laughs> I did. I wasn't expecting I, I thought you were only asking me. I thought you were only asking me because the line was absurd. That's why I no, guessed. No, no. I, I don't okay. know why I asked, but I didn't think you were going to throw out 10 to 1. <laughs> no. I mean, you just said, like, can you can you imagine? I'm like, what is this? Some type of crazy <laughs> 10 to 1 deal? What's going on here? But No, 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 no. All right. Yeah, 5 to 1. I like that, given that play out. All right. Other than that, that's it for the NBA Gambling Podcast. Scott, you have anything before we get up out of here? Uh, not really. I was potentially looking at some other player props involving rebounds for the Grizzlies game. I really wanted Brandon Clark double-double, but he doesn't start, so you're not going to find a line on that. The Nets, though, the worst rebounding rate in the entire league. They really cannot rebound the ball. Mm-hmm. I think that Clark, if you can find an, a line there, I think exactly. he's got a very nice shot of having a bench player double-double in this game. Let's do it. Let's find it. I'm sure somebody. I'll give a call over to win. Just saying. If you can find it, I will. Yeah, I'll give a call over to win right now as soon as we get off the air. All right. He's at Rachel Radio. I'm at really real underscore underscore. I mean, what else is there to say, people? Let's go out here. Let's get cash. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you leave a review. Shout out to the person that let the review set the villains going crazy. Appreciate the love. Please send your reviews in. Get those done. Tell a friend, tell a friend, tell a friend. All of you all, check out NBA Gambling Podcast. Other than that, I have nothing else to say, nothing else to do, nowhere else to be, but we got to get up out of here, so we are out. Basketball, give me, give me, give me the ball, because I'm going-